Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and I are once again meeting in the middle of a quarantine. So we're just calling this one the one in quarantine, week number four. Super original, huh? But this time we talk about Sabbath and what it means to rest and how sometimes when we have extra time, we still can't rest. So we hope you'll sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey, Michael, how's it going this week? It's going well, Nate. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Sick of quarantine. No, I want to be real honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to be back to life as normal, but it doesn't look like it's going to go back to normal for some time. Yeah, a couple of extroverts here trying to live through quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, a good thing. I have received quite a few uh, email and GIF or GIF. I'm not sure. We used to call it a GIF. The GIF. I, yes. What is the yeah. deal with these youngins? I don't know. They call it a GIF, but I'm like, it yeah. is an we I invented that. a G. So it's yeah. got to be GIF, right? But, but you know. Uh, they just don't know what they're doing. Well, you know, there's it's just because texting language has changed the way that we pronounce a lot of things. So yeah. anyway, I, uh, I've i been getting GIF hugs. Have you, know, you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. People know that uh, that I'm kind of a hugger, so they're like sending me gift hugs and and i appreciate them you know it's obviously not the same but it's a uh, little different yeah a little, little different, different you know experience i yeah. guess i guess if i pushed my phone up against my chest and just squeeze it you know if i hugged yeah. my phone maybe that would that would help i don't know but yeah well i've been getting over and over the chris farley gif gif <laughs> running down the aisle and like grabbing oh, every person in the absolutely. aisle like, this is how it's going to be when we go back to church. Yeah. So I seriously am contemplating dressing up like Chris Farley that first day <laughs> and running in and just hugging everyone. When you Although, say dress like Chris Farley, do you mean wear a suit jacket that's too small for you? Is that yeah, like I, I was about to say, I don't really know. It'd have to be the hairdo. Okay. It'd probably be the more mannerisms, the tie where you adjust it all the time <laughs> and you're shaking back and forth and pulling up your pants and all that stuff. But, but I, you know, I say that, but I'm pretty sure what I've understood is we're not just going to get to go right back to full on hugging when we first get back together. There's still probably going to be some measures we have to take, you know? So, so there may be a little lag period there, but how has your uh, quarantine week been this week? Um, you know, it, this was probably the most isolated week uh, that we've had. Um, I work with a local uh, food program to supply supplemental food uh, on the weekends for right. s- for school kids, and so um, you know we still have to have some volunteers and some we have to pack the food into the into the bags that we then distribute it in. And we go stand alongside the school employees as they are serving hot lunches. And we just, on Fridays, we, right, we, we yeah. give ours. And so um, 
but that was pretty much the only reason that I left the house. Uh, yeah, and it's weird, isn't yeah. it? I got out today to take my wife to work uh, because Tyler has our car. And um, I was taking her to work, and I was like, man, I have not driven this way in a long time. I was taking a wrong turn. She's like, where are you going? And I was like, I haven't been out driving like you. <laughs> I forgot what I'm doing. Like I'm working from home. I get out of the yard. I go for walks. But I really haven't been going very many places. We go to the store when we need to. Uh, but we're not just out running around because I think that's what we're, they're kind of asking us to do. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it, it is weird when you actually get out and around. And those that are essential workers, they, I mean, they're just doing it every day. And so for her, like going to work was just going to work. She'd been going to work every day. Right. So, right. So except for the weekends, obviously, like normal. But yeah, I had a really good week this last week. Um, I have been in a class. I think we've talked about this a couple times on Sabbath. And so we had to do a Sabbath experiment. And, you know, I'm a pretty laid back person. And part of the encouragement on this thing was was this idea of planning for your Sabbath, which, you know, for me, if you start planning too much, then that become, feels like work. But yeah. <laughs> but the idea was for you to prepare in such a way that you can actually rest. And so the idea is like to anticipate, welcome in the Sabbath. And so on the Sabbath, some of the things we've been talking about in my class are like not working, not participating in the economy, like just trusting that you have enough, um, not using your phone or Internet. And so I set up this day on Friday, because that's my day off, where I was going to do as much of that as humanly possible. And so Thursday night, we actually wait, cleaned wait, the house. Wait, you were going to do as much of that as humanly possible? Well, not do. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean. All right, okay, all right. Yeah. So I was going to practice those practices as sure. much as possible. Sure. So, so like Thursday night, we, we cleaned the house, which to me, like, doesn't <laughs> sound like fun. Like... No, but, but I kind of did it in anticipation of this day of rest. And you know what? It was crazy. It didn't take us very long to get everything picked up. And, and you know, aside from me walking in on Friday morning and seeing that my youngest son, Tyler, had just dumped his sheets from college that came out of the dryer right in the middle of the table after we had all cleaned up the night before. <laughs> and I gave him a hard time about it. We laughed. And, and we, he put them up promptly, but it was funny. I was like, we just cleaned up so it would be restful. I'd come in and there's all these sheets on the, yeah. on the, on the kitchen table. So anyway, but no, I w it was a, probably the best day I've had in a long time. It was the most. And so the idea was just to receive everything as a gift from God. That's the whole idea of the Sabbath. Trust God for that day. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to perform. You're not just this cog in this giant machine trying to make things and produce and frantically scurry about to go buy more things. And so you're just there to be able to rest and enjoy journal. I wrote some, some of the most profound thoughts I've written in a while, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I get to, some time to journal. I took a nap. I watched The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I mean, I just like, it was just a day of enjoyment and just receiving this whole thing we call life as a gift. And then that night, Tyler had gone to see his brother and Bethany and stayed the night with them. And so we actually got all dressed up. I saw y'all had done that with your family. But Paul and I had a date at home. I wore my suit that, from the wedding. We both ended up wearing the clothes we bought for the wedding because they're the nicest clothes we have there you go. for Nathan's there you go. wedding. 
But we, because we didn't know what each other was going to wear, we walk out and we're like, hey, it's the wedding all over again. But, <laughs> but we ate dinner in our living room. I picked out some songs. We danced in the living room. I mean, we're Nazarenes. We were dancing. Oh, it was it God. was a joyous thing. I've always said, if there's not dancing in heaven, then I don't know if I want to be there. You know, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like when I was a kid, Nazarenes didn't dance, and I always thought that was kind of the dumbest thing. Yeah. And I think it's because there was certain types of dances we don't do, but we all know what those types are. There's a lot of other dances out there, you know. I, you know, <laughs> every time that I've had a church camp, we've had to get the cha-cha slide out, you know, and, oh, yeah. and do that because yeah. uh, I don't think there's a problem with line dancing. I sir, I don't think there's an <laughs> issue with dancing, uh, right. by and large, except that I don't enjoy it. So right. Um, well, know. we have one son that loves it. Tyler uh-huh. would come home from middle school dances with sweat like drenching him. Nathan was the wallflower who'd hang out with his friends, talk, laugh, have a good time, but completely dry. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I was kind of the dancer in my family a little bit. I loved to go to dances growing up. So yeah, I I think it's it's funny that some of those things became like big deals. And I, like I said, I understand the, the root behind it. You know, a lot of the places you could dance uh, maybe weren't the greatest places to hang out over over time, but I've had people even like like two years ago say, "You guys allow dances at reception your wedding?" And I'm like, "Yes, we do. We believe life is joyful, and maybe you should dance." Well, it was funny when we were in Costa Rica. We were supposed to do a cultural something for the Costa Rican church, mm-hmm. and we had people from all over the world at this conference, the Third Wave Conference. So every different group was doing like something cultural. Our cultural dance was the cha-cha slide. <laughs> so there's a bunch of U.S. citizens who are in Costa Rica, up in front of all these other oh, groups, wow. oh, and the only thing yeah, we yeah. could come up with was the cha-cha the slide. Cha-cha but slide. it really kind of is our sure. dance. I oh, mean, you go to every wedding, you go. Very cultural. But I just thought I mean, it was funny. All, all these I... other ones, they have all these like elaborate dresses and mm-hmm. everything, and they're doing all these really nice, beautiful dances, and we're all doing the cha-cha slide to the left now, y'all. Yeah. It was either that or, you know, the Renegade Road, uh, the, the you know, some sort of country line dance. that you Yeah, there to, you go. But, I would not know any of but those. But I don't know any of those. Uh, Shelly and Maggie, man, they love to dance. They will Paul dance. Paul was that Footloose one. They will do, oh yeah. They did that in this living room like two nights ago. <laughs> um, we, they will just choreograph something in the living yeah. room. Just on a whim. Like, they don't even talk to each other. Right. They just turn on a song, and then they just sort of watch each other out of the corner of their eye and do what the other one is doing. And it's, well, like, Maggie crazy. is kind of a mini-me of Shelly. Oh. I mean, really, Absolutely. Is. They do that. They're the you same You just see those two sometimes. with each other. It's like, that's kind of how it is with Nathan and I, except for he's, like, the supersized me. He's not the mini-me. <laughs> he's not the mini-me. <laughs> yeah. The, and what I'm finding out now is Tyler's more like me than we thought. I, you know, so that's what I'm... We're kind of calling him Junior now. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking Tyler... I thought Tyler was like Paula, but Tyler turns out he's very much like you. He's Tyler got, thankfully got some of his mother's looks, and that's why everybody thinks when they see him, <laughs> he's got the dark eyes, he's uh-huh, very expressive, uh-huh. Yeah, he's like his facial expressions, uh, he's, you know, he's a very handsome kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and my wife kind of has those uh, those same kind of features, but the girl version of them. Sure. And Tyler used to hate it when he was a kid. He was just like, 
I do not look like my mother. <laughs> you know, when you're a little boy, you don't want people saying you look like your mom. And that was the first no. thing. No, you don't. But then we would look at pictures of me as a kid and Tyler as a kid. And there's actually a lot of similarities there, too. So we both kind of have our similarities. But It's also got yeah. a little bit of your wit. So, yeah. Uh. So. For good or for ill. Yeah, well, you know, so I don't know if he's a line crosser like you are, you know. Yeah, uh, he's probably being nice around you these days, yeah. but you know, so. he may be more of a line crosser than you think. <laughs> so when when you get to, uh, when, we, when we're talking about Sabbath, kind of getting back on that, um, I think it has a lot of implications for kind of just daily living too. Sure like, it does. Yeah, I, like I find the whole... that... Go ahead. No, I find that uh, I w- like I woke up this morning, and um, and immediately, you know, I had uh, my day was shifted because everything is just so fluid right now, and it has to be so fluid because you know, yeah, uh, life is what life is, and and you know, you're having meetings with people who have to be homeschool teachers. Um, to their kids and they have you know so like the whole office has been brought into the home it's so crazy like my kids come into my living room right now and because my living room is where we have a camera set up and we do live feed now there's some sense where my living room struggles to be my living room because it's also the church foyer and sanctuary um yeah at least yeah uh, and and I that, feel you. that's a little weird to say, but you, I catch myself in my home thinking about, is there a camera going right now? Because I need to say something to this person that is not necessarily the whole world's business. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's the whole reality TV. Thing, it's man. a reality. We're all experiencing what reality television uh, folks, you know, you see, you see those families that they invited a camera into their home and then a year later they're divorced and all everybody's angry at one another they regretted it yeah <laughs> and, and it's it's like we've all invited you know a 20 camera angles into our home and we're never sure what mike is going but we need to be honest but we also there's a safety to being honest i mean the house is where you can get in your you can walk around in your underwear you know, and hopefully not while someone's on Zoom. I've seen yeah. some of those memes going around. It's just <laughs> or but, those videos. Yeah. So some of this is what's happened is we've brought home, uh, we've brought into our Sabbath rest place all of the things that used to belong somewhere else, and so our our compartmentalization uh, that helped us achieve any kind of rest has is breaking down, um, and so yeah, there has to be w- there's a discipline. To Sabbath, that I, I woke up this morning and, and my my things had changed and I felt very anxious and I thought why yeah, do I feel yeah. so anxious? I had to consciously calm myself down, like it's right. okay, I, you know, because I'm immediately thinking where do I need to be today and what do I need to be doing and how should I do and how do I approach this and can I approach this and you know and usually that involves going somewhere and right yeah it doesn't right now it doesn't yeah. The, the other thing I think is that's very, really interesting is kind of this this idea that on that day, I I really was able to experience Sabbath. And I, I have the same kind of things as you. I'm looking right now. I have a, a music stand and a cajon and uh, all the stuff that we, we do Sunday morning worship with are still yeah. in my living room. They kind of just stay there. Um, 
But one of the things that I, I kind of realized is that um, we have a lot of space now, but just knowing better and doing better are two different things. Because mm-hmm. that Friday, I shut down. I mean, these are these are radical moves for me. I, I turned off my phone. Oh, my god! I didn't get on the Internet. The only thing I got online for was to watch a movie that my wife and I wanted to watch uh-huh. together. And the Lord of the Rings I have on disc, so I didn't have to get on there. And then I had one person who I was teaching a class Saturday morning, and they needed to get the Zoom link. And so I, they reached out to Paula because I completely shut down. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'll make an exception and get this done real quick. But what I realized is how much more joy and peace and Thanksgiving. Sure. Like the whole day was just like this whole idea. And I wasn't participating and needing more stuff and buying things. And, and, and all those things brought a lot of life to me. But then I found yesterday afternoon, two days later, I found myself binge watching TV again and just feeling numb. Like, you sure. know, like, like after church sometimes... I don't know about you, but after I've preached, there's just kind of this lull, even to a camera, there's just this little letdown and you just kind of feel, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm not the best like lunch guest on Sunday afternoons. I remember, I remember seeing pastors that I used to work with and I'd be like, why are they so like blood lunch? You know, I would notice, but there's just something about, and people have called it like, you're almost like. And I don't want to say it's like giving birth for real, but that like you birthed something all week and then you finally mm-hmm. delivered it. And so um, it's like this emotional kind of like, Ugh, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so yesterday I just get on and I'll probably watch like six episodes of a show. And by the end, I felt worse than I did in the beginning. Sure. And, and I know better than that. Yeah. But, no. and I even told Paul, I was like, I know, like, I don't need to be watching this much TV today. But don't tell me not to, because I'm just going to tell you I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and, yeah. and so maybe we can talk about that, that lag between knowing and doing sure. in, in the even rest, how we rest. Like in this time, we get a lot of, some of us get a lot more free time, but then we also invest that free time in like stuff that's not productive or Absolutely. we don't, we're not able to get away from people. So we don't get that solitude. We mm-hmm. may have more time to rest, but we don't have time to be oh, yeah. alone. Yeah. So yeah, maybe drawing, maybe drawing lines digitally is far more. Like I've told my congregation before, I said, I know all of you think that I am this extrovert and that I want to be around people all the time, every day, twenty four seven. People, people, people. I said, but let me show you. And I had a door, like in a, just in a frame. Um, yeah. And I and I I said sometimes. I come home and and I'll do this. And I slammed the door and I stood up against it, put my back up against it and just sighed. <sighs> you know, like yeah. you do. Like when you finally have come home from a day and you come into this place of solitude and it's just, it, we need solitude. We need it. Right, yeah. We don't want it right now and we're, we're our senses to it are so heightened because we're, we don't feel like we're choosing solitude we feel like right. solitude is being forced on us and so then we then we keep our connective devices our phones and our computers and everything yes. up and running all the time because which is not solitude that's not solitude and and but we're doing it to forget so we we're poor at solitude when we're choosing it but then when it feels like we're not choosing it 
we we rail against it by checking our phone even more often, by turning on the television even more often, by making sure music is playing in the background or the radio is going or something is happening all the time because the silence is violent, as 21 Pilots would say. I think it's a really interesting time right now because one of the things we're finding is although we may be working from home, I saw this meme and it was one of those things about the guy who's trying to figure out like, you know, it's like all these algebraic equations or trigonometry or calculus. And it says me trying to figure out how I'm, we're not having church, but I'm working twice as hard as a pastor. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, no, it's I, like, it's a whole different kind of work. I feel but that it's, way. I feel it's, like I've worked it's very harder. Busying. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm more tired, and because yeah. the bed is right there, uh, I want I want to lay down in it. Except that yeah. when it's bedtime, I'm stir crazy, <laughs> and you know I've I like I, I made a joke. Somebody made a joke today. Uh, we're making scheduling a Zoom call um, for a preaching cohort that that you and I are a part of. And, uh, one Which of, I'm gonna I'm gonna love being a part of, by the way. Oh, good. good. After one week, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, the one of the members of the cohort, he said, uh, we said, how about you know we do it at this time? And he said, yeah, I'll have just eaten my fourth meal of the day, so that'll be a good time <laughs> to do that. Which is yeah. hilarious because I mean we're all bored, so we just keep going to the cupboard, you know. Um, yeah, and I posted a, a meme of. There's a refrigerator and it says, you just ate. It's got a lady in there like. <laughs> shut this like, door. You just shut ate. The door. You Don't. just ate. You just ate. But um, yeah, I, I find that there's just so much tension in all of this. I was on this call uh, or on a, the church did a, uh, the church, the general church, uh, USA Canada um, did a, uh, like a seminar, a webinar. And you could yeah. you could you could listen in on the webinar, and they were talking about mental health and pastoral caretaking during this time, and you know um, just lots of subjects, uh, but but a lot of personal care, like uh, right. you know that statement: uh, when the mask falls from the ceiling of the plane, put yours on first, or you won't be here to help the person next to you. Kind of yeah. a, kind of a thing. And uh, one of the things that uh, that they said on this podcast was that, or on this uh, seminar, that uh, that pastors probably need to reduce their workload by 30% anyway. And so now, right. now that they're only able to do about half of what they were doing, um, now they've, now they feel like their workload is down 80%. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so yeah, I was just like, gotcha. no wonder we're all, you know, antsy. Uh, and anxious right. is I've been doing, I've been, and, and, and the issue is, uh, not that necessarily that there's that much work to do. It's just that because the parameters of the job don't, uh, aren't clearly defined all the time that, and we haven't been disciplined in our job descriptions, uh, of what it is that we're supposed to be doing, what is not, because a lot of pastors are caretakers, uh, yeah, as personality. Well, and your job description can be thrown out the window a lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right yeah. now, and right now, so like it's just we've we've since we were already having a hard time with the job description. Now we're really having a hard time with the job description, 
And so the discipline of Sabbath, we weren't doing well before. So doing it now, it's like, you know, um, it's like waiting until you're a diabetic to start eating right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and your eating habits got you to a place of diabetes. And now, you know, the difficulty in that is just ramped up. It's exponentially increased. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you should be doing this, but doing it mm-hmm. just like we were talking about, like you, we know we should, pastors should take a Sabbath yeah, and it, it can't sh- be Sunday. It just feels like so much work to do Sabbath. But what I found, <laughs> and that's the thing that I've, I've really learned in this class is that a small amount of planning and, and also, and I think our parishioners need to do this too, to whatever extent we can right now. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about people in my church right now who I was on a Zoom call with who have little ones. And they're just like, it's getting really difficult because you never get a break. No. Like, you, you know, you can't go out with friends, um, find a sitter, those kind of, I mean, things that you normally would do to give yourself a break from parenting. Sure. I mean, you it's nap time and it's bedtime are the times that you get like yeah. completely maybe and that's if they sleep well, right? Right. So but but I guess what I'm saying is what I'm learning is just a little bit of planning. So it didn't take much. And, and as I was planning, it was things that you anticipate that that bring life to you. So the Sabbath is really about kind of this whole like, you know, to life, lakayim kind of idea. I mean, yeah, enjoy yeah. life. Like, enjoy the gifts that God has given you without feeling like you have to somehow create them yourself. You have to produce. You have to be the one. Because really, it's all a gift from God anyway. I talked about that on Sunday because that little passage we were all dealing with, you know, I had the inheritance word. And I, mm-hmm. I talked about the idea that really everything else, all this stuff that we have is a gift and it's going to go to somebody else or it's going in a garage sale, or it will rot. It will not last. It will not like, last. Like, I mean, it's so yeah. your kids may not think that that super neat little thing you found in an antique store is near as cool as you did. And it might be at Goodwill like a week after you're gone on. <laughs> yeah. That's a great thought for a, a Tuesday or, oh, it's only Monday. It's only wow. Monday. For a Monday morning. <laughs> so, so but, but learning to just enjoy the things that you're you're. God is just poured over into our laps. And, and that whole perspective shift brings a lot of life, just sure. thinking about all the things that God has poured into our laps, but also the idea of anticipating. So just planning a little bit. So all I did was take out a little piece of paper and I said, okay, we're going to clean the house Thursday night. All right, these are the things I want to do on this day. Because if I don't do that, what I find is that binge watch, that like, like the day just disappears. Uh, it just like, even with just the dumbest, most mindless things. Um, and so I had this list of things that, oh, I'd love to do that, and I'd love to do this, and I'd love to do that. And it was the best day I've had in a long time. Now I say that, not to say that I'm good at taking Sabbath, to show you how bad I am, and that one day I actually really put a lot of effort into it because it was an assignment. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah. I found out that the the rewards are really, really good. Like it was, it was a day where I really felt like I could just be still, you know, that whole be still and know that I've got. And that's really the point of Sabbath. I mean, trust God with the world for a day without you. Our arrogance wants to say God can't run the de- the world that, without yeah, us. That's the and problem. God can't run the church without us. Yeah, us pastors. That's <laughs> that's the arrogance of all of it is that we uh, we take on we we've taken on weight that is not our own. 
Yeah, right? and it weighs us down. And and we're yeah. supposed to help each other carry our burdens, but we're supposed to help each other carry our burdens, not just take the burden off of people so that it's now ours and not theirs. Um, right. And we tend. Yeah, as pastors, we like to do that. Yeah, and that's <laughs> a control issue. That's that's yeah. about being controlling, and that's about thinking I can do this better than you can. And there's just a lot of arrogance wrapped up in all of that. And that's that's where I I struggle is that, you know, because I'm a I'm a two on the enneagram. And that means that uh, that I take on other people's pain, right? That's why. So is Noah. Noah's yeah. a two. Oh, Noah's a yeah. two. Noah's such a two. Um, <laughs> um, I love Noah. Uh, we get along. We can have a, a conversation with with a lot of uh, a lot of shorthand because we understand yeah. each other and what we're thinking. And so, um, but I, you know, I think JJ, he was on with us just a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, and he. Um, He's better at Sabbath than I am. He takes, he actually schedules, and he's better because he's more disciplined to schedule things out so that uh, he anticipates life. He anticipates the way it's going. Shelly is better at anticipation of life. I pretty much just wake up and I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I say yes to everything. Like I may have a completely empty day. But before noon, I've said yes to 12 things. Yeah. So Your theme is ministry is in the interruptions. It really... I've heard you say I, it a million times. It is. I believe that. Because, I mean, who's going to... Who's really going to benefit from me doing a lot of administrative work? Like, nobody. No, people don't even know that I do administrative work. Like, And I do it poorly. I, I do it poorly anyway. I feel anyway, the same so. way. Like, I who's benefiting from that? Like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to reevaluate our insurance policies to make sure we're getting the most... <laughs> coverage for I am so thankful for those people but I am so not those people I am not those people I and I have people in our church who are those people and they want to be those people because they don't necessarily want to make hospital calls you know yeah they that's not what they find you know uh that's not where they find life I find life there like that's what that's where I find life I want to be there I I want to go sit with you while you're hurting like I know that's weird I don't always get. Don't get me wrong, and and I find that that's who I want to be when I'm healthy, when my mindset is healthy. But I sometimes, and even during this, I found myself a couple of times going, I don't want to be around people. I don't want to talk yeah. to anybody. I'm sick. and the reason that I feel that way is because I've let myself get overwhelmed because I haven't practiced Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm well, not at my best. it's easy to do. Yeah, well, and a heart, a heart at rest, and we talked about this on Sunday, a heart at rest is a, is a heart that has something to offer, right? Yes. I mean, like, if you meet somebody... That's, is that... That's Henry Now. That's I read that oh, yeah. this week from that's, Henry Now. Yeah, that's... I read is that really Henry Now? Oh, yeah. Now? It's Henry okay. Now. Right. I have been pretty much reading Henry Now and during this quarantine because yeah. he, he speaks my language, he puts me right, he kind of... he grabs a hold of me and says, boy, you know these things. Quit acting a fool. Um, <laughs> My and, morning meditations are Henry Nowen right now. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen, yeah. I haven't watched all of them. I'll confess I haven't watched all of them, but I do. Ever since Easter, we jumped into Henry Nowen's You Are the Beloved. That's the same book that I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's so. it's day by day through the year. Right. And, yeah. uh, and I've had a copy of it sitting on my nightstand for years um, that Ray McDowell gave me as a gift. Uh, 
because that's awesome yeah yeah and so uh, he wrote a very nice note in the front of it and i picked it up of course ray did i picked it up when we started quarantine and so i've been doing that daily um i didn't realize text me almost every sunday about preaching something i'm on that list and i'm sure you are too oh text from ray but um Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah ray ray was your senior pastor i guess in orange so he was That's my step cousin-in-law yeah we won't go through the whole the whole paces of how we ended up that way but um i love i love him and he's a he's a good guy he is yeah so i think um you know you were talking about other people's personalities paula is the one who is always anticipating that next thing and Mm -hmm. she's so much better about planning for it than me my personality you know i'm the the typical nine who's tries to make peace with everybody, but also procrastinates like crazy. So that, that's why when I do get a list to work from, I do so much better. So that's yeah. why making the list of things was really good for me uh, because it keeps me focused. Sure. Uh, otherwise, I'll just do mindless activities like uh, binge watch TV shows yeah. to put off the things I have to do instead of like kind of planning out. So just a little bit of planning for me. If it was overplanned, I would feel like, why do you put this weight, this load on people that they cannot bear? You know, that's how. <laughs> oh, I would, no. I have you, to have, it has to feel you organic. Pharisees. Yeah. There has to be some so, organic nature to it, or it just doesn't feel human to me. It feels and like. And mine it's, was it's like, over. if I don't do it all, that's fine. These are just yeah. things I want to do. Yeah. And I'm going to try to make space for them, but I'm not going to beat myself up if I miss one here or there. Sure. Now, if I do sit and, and mindlessly scroll through Facebook or binge watch TV, I probably will be upset with myself because I've let this whole day get away without enjoying the things I wanted to enjoy. So so that's every Friday for me now. So I'm, I'm doing a really, I mean, I'm trying to just shut my phone down. I love that iPhone has a do not disturb thing. So the only people that can contact me are the people in my immediate family. And I like that because if there's an emergency Somebody's going to get a hold of Paula. Somebody, And if Paula has something she needs, I want to be available to my family on that day. But I don't want to get every little phone call about things administrative that I don't need to deal with on a Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So what do, you, what do you think this week's going to look like for you in quarantine? And, and what are you thinking about when we get back? You have any thoughts? Because I know it's not just going to be like, okay, everybody go back. Like we said, it's not just going to be Hey, we're all back, and let's just go back to how life was. Well, at church yeah, before. we meet in a school, and so uh, we're pretty we're subject to where that meeting. Oh yeah, meeting space is available. So my thoughts are, uh, as of late, have been more about meeting space. Uh, right, because we, what does like, that mean? Do yeah. the, in the summer, will right. they let you back in if they're, you know, it'll be whatever they think, right? Sure, they may not want anybody in the building all summer long. Um, and, right, and so they ha, them not having made those decisions makes it difficult for us. Owning your own space isn't any better because now you're just paying a mortgage on a space that's not getting used, um, and and you still need. Maintenance. I can tell you about that. One. Yeah, and, you, and it still needs mortgage maintenance. Is paid. Yeah, yeah, but it still needs maintenance, right? Like things yeah. that aren't getting used just start to fall apart. And sometimes even more maintenance. Yeah, yeah, because for some just, reason, yeah. like not using things, and mm-hmm. and then you have the idea of. A lot of kids running around seeing empty buildings all the time, you know, like sure. we've been down that road before. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. there's all kinds of things that happen with the building that, well, that you don't yeah. have. And, and you know, some, some of my concern has been the, the worry that uh, 
that we're probably going to see a rise in domestic violence. Uh, we're probably going yeah. to see a rise in some in in, in things uh, that mental health uh, the the side issues yes. that mental health causes. Um, For sure, we're we're gonna. Uh, some of those things are a concern for me, and so uh, how how to reinitiate uh, and call programming uh, essential, right? So right. maybe maybe a Sunday morning worship service is not essential since we can do that online, since we can provide <clears throat> you know music and 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 liturgy. Uh, via online methods, you know, maybe as we come back and as if it's a slow, a slow return, right? Uh, right. You can't, you can't have more than 10. Now you can have, you know, 20 people. Now you can, I don't know what, what will be prescribed or how it will go. But um, in thinking about that, making sure that we are doing our most essential things uh, first, Right. Right. Um, and so then, then reminding ourselves and, and proving to ourselves to some degree that that uh, there are some things we can live without, and there are some things that that we shouldn't we shouldn't be uh, expecting people to live without. And uh, so yeah. taking community to to the to the people who are uh, who isolation will have done the most damage to. Um, well, and you know you don't think about how much school provides for kids. No. Like. Yeah. Unless your wife's uh, a teacher. Yeah, I mean, you think about, like you're talking about, for, for many kids, there are meals that are provided. But also, uh, I work with an organization that goes into schools with counselors and offers free counseling to any kid in our uh, Middell school systems uh, that needs, you know, besides yeah. just the counselor, you know, the school counselor, they have, uh, we have specialized counselors who deal with that who deal with at-risk youth mm -hmm. and when the schools are shut down those programs don't go on right I Shelley mean, yeah Shelley is actually facilitator of uh, ARD meetings so when right? someone is in, in special ed uh, special education and they have their own individual uh, learning plans uh, yeah or education plans IEPs and you've heard yeah. about that in the news Shelly is responsible for coordinating those efforts between the classroom teacher and administration and, and outside uh, consultant, or all those folks, getting them all together in a meeting to decide what's best for the kid. So Shelly's working the same as she was before, right? So because right, yeah. everybody still needs all those services, but not all that's those services essential. are are available, right? Yep, um, yep. And, and that's what we're finding because yeah. they're, uh, most of them are based out of the school and we have some that are still going on. We're not closing down shop, but but it's harder to get the kids there because yeah. when it's right there at the yeah. school, yeah. when the counselor comes into the school, it's one thing. Mm -hmm. Trying to get them to drive to an office when they don't have a way to get there because yeah. maybe their parents are yeah. working. And then, like you said, you know, kids being at homes that aren't safe, kids being left at home who oh, are way too young yeah. to be caring for themselves yeah, no, because I'm... maybe their parents are essential. There's just so much. I mean, so much yeah. that goes on. So, yeah, that's a that's a big a big thing we'll we'll all be looking at, and uh, we're trying to work out ways to do like tele things with our the counselors, you know, in our organization. Yeah. Um, whatever you can do to get, but there's some, you know, it's it's different than a Zoom call for a class. When you're doing therapy, tele methods aren't quite as you know, there's there's some confidentiality. There's some other things oh, that you got to so, be really careful yeah. of, 
and also just not being present with the person. A big part of counseling is being present with people. It's kind of the thing. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Like we get so much of our um, we get so much of our input from a conversation, um, and we and we offer so much of our output in a conversation with our hands, with our shoulders, with our with our posture. Um, yeah, the, the way yeah. we dressed for the meeting. Uh, shows is, is often a sign of respect and uh, or or yeah. or familiarity or there's just so many things that we're getting from our non-verbal communication that we don't get when we're all just a bunch of talking heads. Like yeah, we, it's it's over half of what we receive. I, I can't remember the statistic mm-hmm. I heard, but it's it's I would say it's even up in the seventy percent of communication is non-verbal. I mean, there's so much. Um, so if you were if you were to give some recommendations as a pastor to your people and other people who are quarantined right now, kind of about that whole air thing, uh, the mask falling from the ceiling, what are some things you would you would say to take care of yourself during this time? What would you want to include? Well, I would hope that we would engage a daily discipline of prayer. Um, and I also, with the, along that lines of, uh, of communication, uh, understand that uh, that prayer is not just simply verbal uh, vomiting on God um, yeah all the things that we need or you know uh, it is lamentation it is praise it is request uh, but it's also just sitting in the silence and and listening um, so yeah so give yourself permission I, I think most of all I would give yourself permission to be at rest um, yeah I, I expect you know if you need to make a pie chart, which I understand some people need to make a pie chart to uh, right. to to say this is how I'm going to spend my time. I would say create a daily discipline. Um, I'm going to spend this much time every day doing these things. Um, yeah, and and then do those things, and then don't do more of that than you said you were going to do because uh, you know yeah you're going to wear yourself out in that regard. So and don't try to earn like sometimes yeah. we do more to try to be oh, super super person. So don't say I'm going to read Christian. I'm going to read scripture today. But because I have 8 hours of idle time, I'm going to spend all 8 hours reading the word of God. Yeah. Um you might be better to read a short passage yeah, and keep reflecting. Yeah, and read the same passage every day for 8 days might be better than reading for 8 hours one day. Marathon. Yeah, because yeah. you're not going to digest it. You're not going to be at rest. You're going to start looking to be productive um, in a time where product. And then we understand love because we were productive, right? And so be, we we minimize God's love and make it a production-based love when, in fact, it's unconditional. Um, and yeah. so, so we need to do nothing and let God love us so that right. we can understand that he doesn't love us because of what we do. He loves us because we belong to him, right? And yeah, and I, I would agree with that. My first, um, during quarantine, my first impulse every morning, the thing that I want to do, and, and most mornings I've been able to, is just 20 minutes, pure silence. Uh, then I read for my morning meditation. I share that with my people. Uh, I would add to it maybe some journaling, reflection kind of stuff, but also find something you love to do that you don't have to think a lot about or that gets your mind off of always thinking about the next thing. So 
like maybe for you it's digging in the dirt and planting things mm-hmm. or maybe it's like running or maybe it's like you know if you have a basketball hoop in your backyard or, or whatever it might be yeah. um, find some things you just love doing yeah uh, I would encourage those things to be less technology driven right and more physically driven sure but they, you, they they're doing a lot of technology right now they probably need to take up your uh, your consciousness though it, yes. it, it doesn't need to be so rote that you can think about and worry about other things. Um, right. It needs to have some level of skill associated with it so that right. you have to you have to involve your whole mind in doing it because if you don't then you'll uh, then you'll kind of be a, a split person and, right. and you'll yeah. be thinking about this other thing. So it needs to be something that you enjoy enough that will fully engage you. Right. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, it's like, like you said, basketball or, you know, uh, I like to play disc golf. Uh, I don't know how readily available, you know, basketball courts and disc golf courses are because a lot of parts. Yeah. Are, a lot of the goals have been taken down. Yeah. To keep people from. It's new. The disc golf baskets are still there. I found out that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And, and for about, I spent a little time with my oldest after mm-hmm. I moved my niece out of the dorms. Yeah. And they, those are pretty well in there, the, the baskets. They're not going to be just removed They're very easily. Removed. So, the, so, but I would say there was nobody out there. So we were socially distant. Oh, sure. Sure. And, and I figure, you know, parks, green space, a lot of green space is still open. Um, and I know yeah. they shut down some of it for Easter to keep people from gathering. Um, right. Yeah. But they re they've reopened, uh, you know, trails and things like that around here so that people can get out and because we understand, I mean, mental health is you got to get outside. There's been yeah. a, a lot more dog walking in our neighborhood than know, ever than ever. My dog has walked more than ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because he's a pain in the rear to walk. Uh-huh. But oh, we no. thought we're, we're getting out. We need to get him out. We have some parishioners. They they had a new baby. Can you imagine giving birth to a new baby in the middle of this thing, this pandemic? I know. Um, but anyway, she did. So different. And we we have their dog because they have a small apartment. They're bringing home a new baby. They have two little boys. So they were like, we need, you know, we need at least Peace. the space of the dog not being here for just, you know, just a little bit. Um, and the dog is, because the dog has to be walked. And the dog is a husky. So it's more like a drag. Than, a, than yeah. a walk or a pull yeah. or a, a, a yank. I'm not sure. It's 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 quite. Are you being dragged? Or are you doing the dragging? Uh, you know, if I let him, he could drag me. But uh, yeah. But I, if I stand still, then he'll just wrap the the leash around me and nearly knock me down. He's a he's yeah. he's a good dog, but he's a pup and he hasn't. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot of yanking. But um, so I've walked that dog, I, just just as an excuse to get out of the house, like. I will I will go to the mailbox on one trip, right. and then later walk past the mailbox that I checked earlier, walking the dog. I could yeah. have done both at the same time, but efficiency is not the goal right now. Keeping yourself Maybe. busy might be the goal, and doing healthy things and repetition that's good for you. So Maybe, if nothing else, during this time, we might discover some things away from our technology that we really find joy in. Sure. And, and we're getting to be... About forty-five minutes, so yeah. um, we should talk. Probably about the time talking. to wrap it up, yeah. and, and we're we're gonna actually uh, see each other here in about fifteen minutes on a Zoom call. So we are, uh, we are. <laughs> I will. 
I'll talk to you again in a little bit, but I would just encourage anybody out there that's listening to us, all four of you, um, to just kidding. Uh, <laughs> take good care of yourself. Plan to create a little space. Yes, and, and be uh, be creative. Do something yeah, be creative, creative because it's that's how you tune into what it means to be a created being is and, yeah. and tune into the creator by being creative. So build that's something. Part of our something. image of God, yeah. for sure. Make yeah. something and, you know, be proud of it and celebrate it. It'll be good for you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Life is not a drudgery. It's a gift. Amen. All right. Hey, love you, brother. Love I'll you see too. you Take in a care. little bit here. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.